Davis Financial Advisors is a branch office of and securities offered through Independent Financial Group, member FINRA and SIPC. Sean Davis is a registered representative of Independent Financial Group. The interpretation and organization of these ideas are the confidential thoughts of Sean Davis and do not necessarily represent the opinions of IFG Incorporated. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value or liquidity, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment strategy will be profitable. And now, Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors, independent investment services for pursuing your investment goals. Here's your host, Sean Davis. Good Saturday morning to all of you that are joining us. You're listening to Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors. And I happen to be your humble host. My name is Sean Davis. I'm going to be your host for the next couple of hours as we discuss the uncommon, the different, the less widely known investments, investment strategies, ideas in the world today. You're along with me as we're going to discuss it all. All right, starting off the show today. We're going to talk about playing defense with this current investment market, the stock market. As any raving NFL fan will tell you, most teams win championships because they have an excellent defense. When you think about investing, it is critically important to strategize and plan for your defense. Today, I'm going to give you and discuss 11 strategies that can help you mitigate the risk of another market crash. We've seen a lot of volatility begin this year. I don't know if you noticed a lot of volatility. And if we have another crash, you know, wipes out 30, 40, 50% or more of your portfolio, I want you to be prepared. I want you to have a plan. You know, it's like um, we got an email from my kid's school, and they're going to do a, um, a test on Monday. They're going to be a lockdown drill, as you know, unfortunately, in this world we live in. You know, they gotta they got to rehearse these things in case there's an event, um, you know, like we've seen throughout the nation sometimes. And, you know, it's alarming as a parent to, to get one of those emails that they're going to practice this because it reinforces in your own mind that something bad could happen. And I think it's important that they be prepared. So along those same lines, I'm going to do the same thing for you. Talk about some defensive strategies, rehearse, talk about ideas that you can take advantage of now in case you're a little nervous about these market highs. Let me be as candid as I can right now. You and me. I want to tell you that I'm concerned that a lot of you that may be listening have forgotten that the stock market doesn't always go up forever. There's this thinking that this time's different. I mean, it, it, it just persists most of the time when a bull market has gotten to the age of four, five, or six. And you might be thinking, you yourself might be thinking... What's so urgent about being defensive right now with my investment portfolio? My stock portfolio is doing great. Markets at all-time highs. Some of you may be up even 20 30% from a year ago. Some of you might be thinking, I'm on a roll here, Sean. Why, what do I need to be concerned about? Everything's fine. Let me say this as plainly as possible. That is precisely the reason you should be concerned about a defensive strategy. There's one surefire way to make money in investments. Buy low and sell high. So here's the stock market at all-time highs. We think it's time to initiate a bit of a defensive strategy. Think about it this way. Why would you want to wait until the markets turn and you start losing money to explore your options? How does that make sense? How much money 
would you have to lose before you started to think, maybe I should be doing something a bit different here? Shouldn't you have a plan before things change quickly or dramatically? The stock market uh, in October 2008 fell over 20% in a little over three weeks. That was the beginning of the big correction. In six months, the broader market index fell about 50%. Do you remember how that felt? If you were retired, how confident were you? That you were going to be able to stay retired. Some of you were blindsided by it, caught off guard, very little warning. And then things went boom. The time to develop defensive strategy is exactly when you think you don't need one. And I'm sure that a majority of you listening have car insurance on the car that you may be driving right now. Car insurance to protect you in case you get it stolen or if you're in an accident. Car insurance to replace the value of your car, 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand or more. Yet, how many of you listening have thought to put protection on your $300,000 retirement nest egg? Doesn't this seem a bit careless to fully protect your tangible investments against their loss, but ignore your retirement portfolio completely? I mean, just do the math. If we have another 2008-2009 scenario play out in the markets, your $300,000, dollars dollars $500,000 portfolio could be cut in half. That's losses of $150,000, $250,000. And don't think that. Well, if I wait, it'll come back up. As Harry Dent uh, told us a few months ago, the markets don't always bounce up. Think of Japan. Also, at some point, you run out of time to just wait 10 more years for things to recover. There's a lot more money at risk in your retirement portfolio than most of you have uh, your cars insured for. And that's precisely the reason I think it's time to get defensive. Let's first discuss a strategy. I've got 11 strategies that I'm going to profile. And in about um, yeah, about a half hour or so, I'm going to get into a discussion with Mr. Dan Schaefer. He's going to join us for about an hour, and then I'm going to come back to this discussion. So strategy number one, if you're concerned, like I'm concerned, one of the things you could do is you could use stop losses. If you want to stay in the market yet create an artificial bottom for your portfolio, you should consider telling your broker that you want stop losses on your positions. Place stop losses on your positions and adhere to them. A stop is simply a predetermination at the time of purchase that if the stock declines by a certain amount, you, the investor, you want to sell it. And it's an order that stays in place. A hard stop can be placed on the downside of your stock position. So let's say, for example, um, you buy a stock for $100, and you want to put a hard stop of 25% down. So in other words, if the stock fell to 75 bucks, you'd want to sell it. Alternatively, many investors use something called a trailing stop. Under a trailing stop, the, the stop, or in other words, the price that you want to exit the stock at, you know, your protection, I call it a net, that goes up if the stock rises in value. So it's a way that if the stock's doing well, you can, you can kind of adjust it up over time. Most brokerage will allow you to place a stop on your trades. You can also calculate them manually and keep them to yourself or set a price alert on your brokerage account. Many investors do not place the stop orders on their brokerage accounts for fear that the stock price may be manipulated in a way that if it just declines enough in one day, it might be sold. And so you've got to set it thick enough or far enough down that, that you know, the chance of that is, um, is reduced. The amount of stop used depends on your risk tolerance as an investor. You know, are you somebody that gets upset? Your stomach gets unsettled if there's market gyrations. In other words, you know, you can't sleep well at night. You can't, you can't, um, you can't function in a way because you're worried about what's going on with your investments. Well, this is a way to kind of put a net below you. And with the volatility that we've seen in the in the beginning of this year, I think it's I think it's a smart thing to consider at least. 
The reason for using stops is twofold. First, by limiting a loss to 15 to 30 percent, let's say, the investor stands a chance of recovering that loss. When you lose 50 or 60 percent, it's very difficult to make that money back. For example, if you have $100,000 in an investment and it goes up one year by 50 percent, and then the next year down by 50 percent, how much money do you have? How much money remains? So let's do the math. 100000 goes up 50%. That's 150000 Then cuts in half the next year. That's 75. You've had a real loss of 75. Or excuse me, 25%. Now let's do it the opposite. Let's say you start with an investment $100,000 and it loses 50% the first year and then goes back up 50% the next year. How much money do you have then? It's still the same $75,000. The reason I give you this as an illustration or talk about it is the losses are always more catastrophic than the gains. In other words, it always takes more up to replace what you've lost. Losing 50% means you've got to almost come back up 100% to get back to square, right? So if you can play defense with your portfolio, especially with the markets at all-time highs, I just think it's prudent. I think it's I think it's smart to at least consider doing that. All right, so if this is at all making any sense to you, then I'd like to encourage you to do one thing. I'd like to encourage you to call a number, 800 682 2806. I'm going to give you three things for the price of the phone call today. I'm going to give you an investor's guide called Investing with a Net, 10 defensive strategies to help protect your retirement assets from a potential stock market crash. I'm going to give you that. I'm also going to give you a white paper called 2015's A New Year, Uncover 17 Hidden Risks That May Be Lurking in Your Portfolio. And lastly, I'm going to give you Dan Schaefer's latest Schaefer Market Report. All three of these things are yours if you phone us at 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Helps us to get a snapshot of what you're doing right now. And then we'll send this out to you today via regular mail or email, whichever you prefer. And I'm going to get back to more of these 11 strategies to help protect your money when I return. My name's Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments and Resources. If you have wealth, you know how hard it is to accumulate. You've also most likely seen examples of how easy it is to lose. Wealth requires care, diligence, and protection. If you're a wealthy investor with at least 500000 or more in investable assets, we think it would be prudent and reasonable to get a second opinion on your current investment planning. Sean and his team at Davis Financial Advisors are ready, willing, and able to give you a second opinion through their lens of uncommon resources. Successful people understand the wisdom of surrounding themselves with advisors that have different viewpoints and perspectives. Getting a second Second opinion reduces the chance or likelihood of being blindsided by a wealth risk that you didn't see coming. Did you know that you could be limited by your advisor's limitations? Here's what I know. Most successful people, wealthy investors, don't like to be limited. Is your advisor limiting your investment options? Call Sean and his team right now at 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking about your retirement accounts, all things financial, of course, all things uncommon, as always. And you're along with me as we're talking about the markets and talking about playing defense. Let me, let me again address you. Candidly, I want to specifically talk to you. You might be going to Home Depot. You might be going to the grocery store. You might be Sitting on your iPad listening, you might be in a car. I, I want to talk to you. If you think that your investments are doing fine right now, you're right. They are most likely doing fine right now. In fact, this has been one of the best markets for growth. We've had six years almost of up. It's not hard to make money 
in the stock market when the stock market is heading straight for the sun. However, remember, the closer you get to the sun, the greater your risk of being burned. It is just plain common sense to explore defense with your investment portfolio. It does not make any sense to me at all to wait until you lose money to explore other options. You buy every insurance out there because you never know when you're going to need it. You buy life insurance, health insurance, disability insurance, car insurance, because you never know when life's going to throw you a curveball. However, you might be walking around right now with a retirement portfolio that has the potential to cost you a lot more in losses than any of those other insurances indemnify you for. Every investor needs to have an exit strategy, and that's why you should call me right now. I've got three things I'm going to give you if you write down this phone number and call it now. 800 682 2806. I've got a Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide. It's called Investing with a Net. Ten defensive strategies to help protect your retirement assets from a potential stock market crash. I'll give that to you. Send it to you today via regular a- email or regular mail, whichever you prefer. All you got to do is call 800-682-2806. I'm also going to give you a Davis Financial Advisors white paper called 2015's A New Year. Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. And um, in just a few minutes, I'm going to have Dan Schaefer on the show. We're going to interview him about the markets. I'm going to give you his latest Schaefer market report. All three yours if you phone us at 800-682-2806. All right, so let's get into the strategies, investing with a net, playing a bit of defense. Anybody that's a football fan knows defense wins championships. So strategy number one, take some money off the table. If, if you're like me, then you view the current market through a bit of a different lens. It, it might feel, for some people, I've had active conversations about this, and some people say to me, you know, investing in the market feels more like gambling than an investment. In other words, it seems like there's a thousands of different things that can have an effect on the day-to-day value of the market today versus, let's say, four decades ago. For example, a tsunami can hit Japan. That affects the markets. A hurricane can hit the East Coast of the United States. Janet Yellen can make a speech to Congress Last week, week before, the Fed is and can change rates. A dictator can attack or threaten another country. Not to mention the normal stuff like housing data, manufacturing data, unemployment data. All that stuff moves the market. So with so many different variables out there affecting the market positively or negatively, it feels, it can feel more like gambling than investing. The increase in the numbers of variables affecting the market and with advancements in technology make it more accessible and trades happen faster, it can feel like the market sometimes doesn't have any rhyme or reason. Some four decades ago, for example, investing seemed easier. Think about it. 40 years ago, you could take a look at a company, their business strategy, their market cap, their earnings, their management, and you had a pretty good idea as to where they were headed. In my opinion, there were fewer things to jump out and surprise investors 40 years ago. I think the phrase, take some money off the table, was originally a poker or craps analogy. And I've understood it in gambling to mean that when you're up quite a bit against the house, you should take some of those winnings and put it back in your pocket. Some people take exactly what they brought to the casino off the table. And that psychologically means that they're playing with the house's money only. In their minds, it's free money. Anyhow, so the risk doesn't seem as great. Regardless of the origin, the strategy still sound today. With the stock market at all-time highs, having run up for almost six years, I'm just saying, 
might be time to reduce some of your exposure. Here's a different analogy for you. In my opinion, staying fully invested in the stock market today might be similar to you driving 120 miles an hour, oh my, to get your dentist appointment five minutes early. Why would you ever do that? The risk versus the reward relationship isn't worth it, right? Why would you want to arrive five minutes early for that pain? I mean, the 120 miles an hour, sometimes, sometimes that can be fun if you're on a track, but no, not getting to the dentist five minutes early. If you're going to take some money off the table, Sean, if I'm going to take the money off the table, is there a strategic way to do so? Yes. I'm glad you asked. Strategy number two, sell your winners against your losers in your after-tax accounts. You got to break up your investments into pre-tax versus after-tax. In after-tax accounts, you might feel a bit chagrined to sell something now that has had significant gains and it creates an adverse tax impact. In other words, who wants to pay more taxes, right? So this is understandable. However, in the simplest of forms, how does the opposite of that strategy work? Does it make sense to lose money if the stock market corrects just to avoid a taxable gain? In other words, does it, does it make sense to lose a buck to protect 35 cents? Not to me. The loss is dollar for dollar, and the tax benefit is muted by your tax bracket. In other words, it does not make sense to me, call me crazy, to lose a buck trying to avoid 35 cents in tax. I've seen many investors do exactly that, and they end up with a lot different perspective a little bit later. Undoubtedly, you have some winners and some losers in your investment portfolio. One of the ways to pare down your investment holdings is to sell stocks with substantial gains against ones that have performed poorly. For example, if you have an investment position that's gained substantially in the last few years, you could sell those positions against any of your other holdings that have lost value. Okay, So for example, right now, uh, maybe you've had gains on some part of your portfolio, maybe Energy, if you have it as part of your portfolio, maybe that's down. So maybe you sell your winners against your losers. To be clear, this is a strategy that attempts to reduce your overall market allocation. Uh, we don't need to worry about the wash rule as you're not intending to buy the stock back in the short term. In any given year, you can write off or offset investment gains against investment losses. However, if you have more losses than you have gains, then you can only write off up to 3000 per year of your remaining losses moving forward. Our firm doesn't give legal or tax advice, so please consult with your own tax professional before making any significant investment moves that have a big tax impact. Strategy number three, consider selling investments and your qualified retirement accounts first before you sell off your after-tax accounts. If you cannot reduce your overall portfolio exposure in your after-tax accounts because of the large investment gains and resulting tax, then you should consider reducing your overall market positions in your IRAs, your 401ks, and your 403bs. Qualified retirement accounts are tax-deferred accounts, so the tax implications of making big moves out of the stock market have no impact. This can be one of the simplest and least tax-burdening moves you can make to reduce your overall stock market exposure. If you have investments in retirement accounts, all the growth in those accounts is deferred into the future until you start to take those investment withdrawals. As a result of this tax deferral, you do not pay taxes along the way on your investment gains. Now, to be clear, with after-tax investing, you do not pay any tax on the gains, assuming you do not sell. However, this strategy is about reducing your exposure to the market. We talked about that. It's at all-time highs. It's prudent, maybe, to take some money off the table, which means you might want to sell. If you sell your investments inside a 401k, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, 457 plan, or 403b plan, man, that's like number word soup. 
<laughs> Sometimes that can be hard to say. You do not pay taxes on the gains either because everything is deferred. This is one of the reasons why it's so important to look at the big picture of your total investment portfolio. When you step back and look at the 30,000-foot view of your investment assets, some investments will become the obvious best place for change while you might want to sit tight on other assets. And that's where a really, really good advisory firm and a really good financial advisor might be able to help you out. And that is why you should call this number right now, 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number, and I'm going to give you three things, three things for free, complimentary, if you call the number, 800-682-2806. I'm going to give you Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide. It's called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. I'm also going to give you a white paper, Davis Financial Advisors white paper called 2015's A New Year. It's going fast. Kind of like me talking fast. It's going fast. 2015's A New Year. Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. I'll give you that one as well. And also, uh, right when we get back from the break, we're going to talk to Dan Schaefer. I'm going to give you a Schaefer Market Report, his up-to-the-minute latest investor guide, talking about what the market's are doing and what he sees. All of them are yours. If you dial 800-682-2806, it's toll free, 800-682-2806. Now, in a little over six minutes, I'm going to have Dan Schaefer on the air talking about the markets for your benefit. Don't go anywhere. My name's Sean Davis. This is Uncommon Investments and Resources. Wealth is relative. To some, it's a multi-million dollar investment portfolio. To others, it's a secure retirement plan. And to some, it's simply being healthy with enough income to cover your monthly bills. Wealth is defined by you, and the potential for it to be impacted has never been greater. Is your identity secure? What if somebody got a hold of your bank account and took just a little each month, barely enough to notice, until it was too late, and when you did notice, you were in trouble? We all know that feeling of significant financial concern, the stress, the sleepless nights, discussions with a spouse, <laughs> arguments even. These things can be prevented, but you have to take action, and that's why Davis Financial Advisors are ready to provide you the critical information to help you prevent risk to your wealth, however you define it. Don't let the lack of action on your part create a challenge to your financial future. Call now to get the white papers on wealth risks. 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806. Or online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. And now, here's your host, Sean Davis, talking about all things financial, of course. All things uncommon, as always. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on... Your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking about playing defense right now with your investment portfolio. We've come to the point in the show where I'm going to have a guest on to discuss the markets, volatility, and your money. I'm going to interview Dan Schaefer. Dan Schaefer is the president and CEO of Schaefer Asset Management, Inc. He's also a certified public accountant, a chartered financial consultant. He has a master's degree in accounting. Um Bachelor of Science degree from Syracuse University with a major in speech communications. He offers three decades worth of markets experience from the floor of the New York Futures Exchange, where he traded for his own account, to Coopers and Librand, Bear Stearns, Hembracht and Quist. He also managed his own commodity and currency hedge funds from 2002 to 2008, of which he not only trades commodities and currencies for his own account. His firm, Schaefer Asset Management, has been a money management advisor for funds such as um, Societe Generale and Deutsche Bank. Currently, Schaefer Asset Management is a registered investment advisor managing private client capital in the Schaefer Stock Investment Program. Uh, Dan Schaefer has been quoted in major publications and blogs. 
He's been written about in Business Week, both the magazine and their online version. He's also been a regular. This is probably where you've seen him all the time. He's also been a regular featured guest on the Fox Business Network shows, which have included appearances as a weekly corner guest on the former Opening Bell show. Wiley Press published his book called Profiting in Economic Storms, A Historic Guide to Surviving Depression, Deflation, Hyperinflation, and Market Bubbles, and we're happy to have him on the show. Dan, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good morning to you as well. Uh, Happy to have you on the show. Glad you're with us. And I just want to talk about the the market. Since the last time you were on, we've hit now new highs Mm -hmm. in the market. What what do you think is going on, Dan? Well, there's definitely this push to uh, put money in the markets, not only by the central banks, but by some of the managers, because they don't have any other options according to what they say. When interest rates are so low, the old adage is that if, when interest rates are low, you got to look for returns. So people are now adding risk, which is what the central banks are trying to do, is get people to add tremendous amount of risk to their portfolios to chase returns. We not only see it shown in the stock market, but it's also in the low-grade or junk bond market because yields there have dropped dramatically also. So people are chasing yield, and when you chase yield, you get bubbles. And uh, it's part of what I wrote in my book, uh, which you had mentioned, that we are in a cycle of a uh, bubble that's being created by central bank activity coordinated because it's not just the United States. This is globally. And, Dan, we've we've had a lot of, of news recently. I mean, the uh, the extension of the Greece debt. I mean, the markets are responding to that, what Yellen says. I mean, it seems like the markets are very tenuous. And then all this volatility. If we haven't, uh, if you haven't noticed, you know, for those of us that, that are listening, the market started off extremely volatile. A lot of days where the market was up or down 100 points or more. Is, is that what's playing out right now? You got kind of the the new guard looking at the old guard, and you got traders moving against, you know, uh, other traders. Is that why we're seeing all this volatility? Yes, that's part of it. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, I do I do actively trade for myself, so I know I follow the markets during the day religiously, and you can clearly see that there's a tug of war going on between the professionals and the central banks. The central banks are trying to push it up, and the professionals are looking at some of the other technical indicators and earnings and growth and multiples and saying, wait a minute, we're a little too high. So We'll get certain spurts, and they'll, they'll actually come in at certain parts of the day, in, in, you know, sometimes between 10 and 10.30 in Eastern time, and then 1.30 when they get back from lunch, you see the, the market go up or down for, with activity. So there is definitely is tug of war. But my argument has always been that what the, what the central banks are trying to do is convince people that the markets are safe. They're trying to convince people that volatility is low, so that the VIX or the volatility index continues to try to spike up, and then it comes back down. And that measurement is based on the bid and ask spreads of options and futures and the whole thing. I don't want to get into detail, but they're trying to say to everybody, look, we're going to keep interest rates low. There's not going to be a lot of return here, so you better start taking some risk and throwing money in the market. Now, you had mentioned this earlier in, in your show People did that. And where did they go? They went to the oil market, the energy markets, and they rallied up energy prices to astronomical levels. And, and energy stocks went up to levels that they haven't seen before. And then they just got cut in half. That's dangerous. And that's just the first sector to go. This could really start to accelerate into other areas. So what we're having today, Sean, in our current economic policy in the United States and now globally is manipulation of the markets. It's very clear to me. And they're actually coming out and saying that. The Dallas Fed president came out and said, yes, we are pushing up the markets. But yet there's no mandate in the, um, at the Federal Reserve that says that their job is to push up stock markets. 
So we're getting some really strange things happening, and that's where this audit, the Fed, is starting to take hold in Washington. And, the, and what I'm trying to explain is that we are in an environment that we haven't seen since the 1920s. Remember, the Federal Reserve came out in 1913, and it was because of a 1907 crash. So this is what we have going on today, and it's musical chairs. So those managers that are in positions, and when you talked about the volatility, when they sense that something could be go wrong, they'll take the market down real fast, and we've seen that before. We saw that back in uh, 2008. I mean, in uh, October of 2008, the markets fell 20% in a little over three weeks. I mean, it was it was a jolt. I mean, if you were on vacation and not paying attention, you might have come back and had uh, far less money in your investment and retirement accounts. Well, yes, and even this past fall, October, November period, we saw this market drop dramatically on fear uh, that things were falling apart. And of course, they, they that was when it, that was when Ebola was on the news, right? And, and the markets were concerned about whether or not we were going to have a pandemic and an outbreak of Ebola, and what would that do to the economy? And all of a sudden, we lost like 450 points on a Wednesday. Exactly, exactly. And and you know what's very interesting here is that I've been talking to my trader fellow friends in the industry. And they're not going over the weekend long stocks in their portfolios. They'll say they'll come back in on Monday morning and buy them. They don't want that exposure. So that shows me that we've got this musical chair market, that we don't know what is going to hit at any particular time. And a, a perfect example of that would be what happened with the Swiss bank that uh, in Switzerland when they unpegged the Swiss franc from the euro currency, which they two days earlier said they were not going to do. So it just shows you that it's very, it's a very dangerous environment, and we, we hear the siren of the sea, and we say, boy, this stock market goes up. It's been going up for five to seven years, and some people think that it goes up forever. I study cycles, as you know, Sean. I go back hundreds of years in the United States, and I go back thousands of years to ancient civilizations. This is a very dangerous environment, and it's going to end very dangerous with all the printing of money and the amount of debt that's out there that's just spilling over. And now we've got the debt of the energy sector with all these rigs and, and people being unemployed now and being laid off and too much crude oil that was pumped because it was oversupplied and the tanks are full. And this is not a good sign. These are not good signs. But yet, as the interest rates around the world continue to move lower, and I say continue because we even have negative interest rates in some of the European countries, if I said to you five years ago that rates are going to be negative, you would have laughed at me. Yeah, I, I, I would have. I couldn't agree with you more, Dan. We're going to continue on that uh, on that subject matter, and we're going to it, it, it unpack that a bit more when we return. But I, I want to speak to those of you right now that are trying to make your way with your investment portfolio. I'd like to offer to give you three things if you call us at 800-682-2806. I'm going to give you our Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. And I'm also going to give you another white paper called 2015 is a New Year, Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. And I'm going to give you Dan Schaefer's Schaefer Market Report. And all you've got to do is pick up the phone and dial one number. It's called 800-682-2806. It's toll-free, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions, and we'll email this to you today or send it out via regular mail. You choose. And I'll be back right after the break to talk more with Dan Schaefer. My name's Sean Davis. This is Uncommon Investments and Resources. You've now got your retirement set, safe and secure. Or is it? Wealth risks lurk at every computer keystroke, every bank deposit, every investment transaction. Does your team of advisors, trusted analysts have you covered? What about market fluctuations and economic uncertainty, insurance and legal risk? Secured income fluctuations happen. 
Have you had your wealth health checkup lately? A second opinion is always recommended when you have concern on your health. Wouldn't you agree it should be done on your wealth as well? Davis Financial Advisors can provide you that second opinion from a very different, uncommon perspective that looks into the lens free of the correlated assets you most likely have. If the market goes down, do your assets follow? Is your advisor suggesting you stay the course? Get that second opinion set and the white papers on wealth risks by calling Sean's team at Davis Financial Advisors. 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806 or online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on... Your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking about all things that affect you financially. And we're talking about these markets at all-time highs. And I've got Dan Schaefer that I'm interviewing. He's the president and CEO of Schaefer Asset Management, Inc. He's also a certified public accountant, a chartered financial consultant. You've undoubtedly seen him on Fox News. He's a regular featured guest on Fox Business Network shows, uh, which have included appearances as a Weekly Corner guest on the former Opening Bell show, Wiley Press published his book called Profiting in Economic Storms, a historic guide to surviving depression, deflation, hyperinflation, market bubbles. Um, He now has a new website called Dan Schaefer Speaks. Um, He does a lot of speaking engagements throughout the country. We're happy to have him on the show. And Dan, um, you know, I just want to follow up on, on what you said before the break about kind of the concern that you have regarding the markets. You've done an incredible amount of research for your book that you wrote called Profiting in Economic Storms, a historic guide to surviving depression, deflation, hyperinflation, market bubbles. And I know you've done research there. You write the Schaefer Market Report. So tell us tell us how you, how you get a gauge on what's going on both globally and nationally based on the research you've done in your Schaefer Market Report. Well, I take history and I look at what's happened throughout history because history has a sense of repeating itself. Markets repeat themselves, and I follow cycles, and these cycles happen in nature, and they also happen in markets, and they happen with people. Like, for instance, uh, you know, I heard the other day, going back to the 1970s, that there hasn't been uh, this much snow in the Northeast, and then also went back to 1938. So I look at these cycles, uh, excuse me, 1934. So I look at these cycles, and I say, okay, we're in 35-year, 40-year cycles. There are seven-year cycles. There are four-year cycles. There's all different types but what I try to do is connect the dots and put that all together. I follow the currencies. I follow the equity market. I follow the interest rate market. And I also follow political things, how people are, are, are swaying, what people are thinking, what's going on around the world. I mean, we, we're, right now we're going into a world where turmoil is beginning to lift its head again like it did during the late sev- or early and late 70s. Uh, we have a lot of fighting going on. We have a lot of political issues between countries and governments. And we have uh, what's going on with Putin and in Russia and Ukraine. We have what's going on in the Middle East. And we have this ISIS issue. ISIS is a serious issue. So these are all political pieces that do fall into how the markets will react and how the cycles are. And so right now, the cycles are pointing to me that we're in a euphoric stage in the equity market, and the equity market is lagging behind what reality is, what's happening in, in the real world. And in the real world, there's tremendous amounts of uncertainty, and of course, the old saying is the market climbs a wall of worry, and that is absolutely true. But at some point, the reality sets in, and when it sets in, it gets pretty severe. 
So we have a market now that's been induced since the bottom in 2009, which has cycled up now to a cycle high, which is a 30-year, 35-year cycle and a 70-year cycle that goes back to the 1930s. And we have similar events that are taking place. Back in the 30s, we had a depression. Back in the 70s, we had an inflationary environment. If you remember, interest rates were 20%, 18 20%. And now we're cycling down into a deflationary environment. And this deflationary environment is a lot worse than an inflationary environment because you, you can control inflation by raising interest rates. You can't really control deflation because you can only drop your rates so low, which goes to zero. Then you can try doing what our current Federal Reserve is doing, is trying to buy and monetize the debt of the United States. That's not working. And then you can also have municipalities having issues where their debt is starting to falter and trying to save them and have austerity measures like we see trying to go on in Greece and and Europe and Italy and, and some of the other countries there. That's not working. If it was working, we wouldn't have a GDP estimate. Of course, I don't believe these numbers to begin with, but they're coming out with 2.1 and inflation way below target. So it's not working. So what happened? People have psychologically changed the way they spend money. They're just not spending it the way they used to on top of the fact that they don't have it. They lost a lot of money in their housing. They've lost their security in their jobs. They did lose a lot of money in their investment accounts, regardless that the stock market's up. A lot of people are not participants in this. The population has gotten older. As you mentioned, Harry Dent before, I respect his work tremendously. Population growth is in the uh, the bulk of it is now in the older years. Those people were are now being punished for low interest rates because they saved all their lives and they can't live off of the interest rates. So they're not spending. They lost their spending power. So the real thing that's only keeping up this market based on this cycle, if you look at the balance sheet of our Federal Reserve, which is just under $5 trillion, and our stock market up from the 2000, 2009 low of about $5 trillion, connect the dots and tell me where we are, and that's really what's going on. People, have, people realize what's going on, but they're not involved with the market. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to talk with everyday average folks. And most people, you know, they're happy that the market's up, but they can't necessarily give you a good answer as to why. Uh, they feel nervous. You know, in terms of climbing that wall of worry, that's a great point. So let me ask you a question, Dan. For those that are listening, I want to help somebody that's listening right now that may be climbing that wall of worry themselves. What, I mean, is there a single best um, thing to watch or a couple different things that you would recommend that people watch that could be a predictor of what you worry about that could be lying ahead? I mean, what what do you pay attention to that gives you the idea that, uh uh-oh, we think it's coming? Well, I, I publish it in my report. It's two, two things that I watch very closely, and that one of them is the velocity of money. And this is where money exchanges hands. There's different calculations. There's the M1, the M2. I don't want to go into detail, but I follow the M2, and the velocity of money means people spending money and money changing hands. And that has basically dropped to below the 1960s level. So that's something that I watch. And I also watch the the Baltic Dry Index, which is the shipping index, the cost of shipping bulk goods overseas, whether it be oil or you know liquid or dry goods. This index gives us an indication if there's demand, and and it's just not there. So I watch that. And Dan, are, are both of those are both those indexes in your Schaefer Market Report? 
Yes, I include those and I update those as they're updated uh, weekly in the Schaefer Market Report because I, I think that's very compelling. I even say there that I believe this is what the Federal Reserve is looking at. Forget the jawboning. Forget the Federal Reserve chair, uh, Vice Chairman speaking, Fisher, the other day, or the Dallas Fed speaking, or Kachalakara speaking. I mean, these guys are not rock stars. They don't know what the future is going to bring. Hey, Dan. And, you know, yes. Hey, Dan, let, let's finish that point um, a, after we uh, after we get back. Let, let, I would just want to make sure that people are listening right now. If you'd like to make your way, get some information that might help you uh, have a critical conversation with your current advisor, then I'd recommend that you, you get our three different pieces of, of literature that we're going to send out. I've got an investor's guide called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. I'm also going to give you another white paper called 2015 is a New Year, Uncover 7 hidden risks that may be lurking in your portfolio. And just like Dan Shett said, he's got a whole bunch of information in his Schaefer Market Report that uh, discusses what he sees going on right now in the markets. And all three of these things, it's a little over 60 pages of information. It's yours if you phone us at 800-682-2806. Again, toll-free, 800-682-2806. And I'm going to come back after the break, talk more with Dan Schaefer. My name's Sean Davis. This is Uncommon Investments and Resources. Talking about risk to your wealth can be a really uncomfortable conversation. Who wants to think about that? It's a negative concept from the beginning, and after you've worked so hard to get there, why worry about something happening to it? Well, because something can happen to it. Do you know what the tax ramifications are and what inflation can do to your nest egg over time? Do you? It's a very serious concern with the uncertainty of the economy. How about your health? When, and most likely it will be when, not if, when might you have a health scare enough to threaten your nest egg? You need answers and preparation to these questions and more, and you'll find them in the white papers from today's show. It's important to have yourself protected all around. Be prepared. Take the appropriate steps to be sure you're protected in the event of the unforeseen. Call Davis Financial Advisors now to get your copy of Wealth Risks at 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806 or online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. And now, Sean returns with more of The Uncommon. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking about playing defense right now with your investment portfolio. Markets at all-time highs. Dan Schaefer talked about uh, the market climbs a wall of worry. Maybe you're worried yourself. Um, we've had a six-year run-up. It's been a great run-up. If you've been in it, if you've partaken in it, if you've been invested in it, then most likely you are happy. But the only way that um, that I've found that you stay happy is if um, if it doesn't correct and you don't end up losing a good portion of it. So we're talking about playing defense with your investments. I've got a few things I'd like to give you if you're interested in exploring some defensive options. Number one, we've got an investor's guide called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. I'll give that to you if you phone us at 800-682-2806. I'm also going to give you another white paper called 2015's A New Year, Uncover 17 Hidden Risks that May Be Lurking in Your Investment Portfolio. And then lastly, I'm going to give you Dan's uh, Schaefer Market Report. We're interviewing Dan Schaefer, who you've seen on all the Fox Business Network shows, at least not all of them, but many of them. You've probably seen his commentaries, and we're giving out his latest Schaefer Market Report. All you got to do is phone us at 800-682-2806. All right, Dan, before the um, the break, I rudely interrupted you. You were on a roll talking about rock stars or something along those lines, so I want to let you finish your point. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we hear in the news the Federal Reserve uh, members talking about what's going on. And this is textbook. It's, it's called jawboning. And what they're trying to do is tell us that things are okay and that we're gonna, they're going to eventually raise rates, which we know one day they're going to do, but it's way in the future. And they're trying to keep stability in the global economy, saying that things are stable. You'll hear those kind of words. But yet, when you look at the markets and you look at where the markets are, they don't do or they're not agreeing with what the Federal Reserve people are saying. In fact, Chairwoman Janet Yellen was on Capitol Hill, and she even had a concern about low inflation declining even further. But yet, you hear, uh, like the vice chairman, Stanley Fisher, coming out at a meeting this week, uh, at a conference this week, saying that June or September, the Fed's going to raise rates. So we have very conflicting conversations coming out of the Fed. And again, I said this before the break, what gave the Fed the reason to say that they are responsible for the stock market going up? Where is that a mandate in the Federal Reserve? And it's not. And so as they speak around the country and even around the world, they're basically trying to tell us things are good. Now, just think about it, Sean, in all reality. Have you ever heard a Fed, a Fed official come out and say things are bad? Even in, in 2007, even in 2008, even in 2009, because they can't. They can't come out and say that. So they're going to be very careful with the words that they choose. That's why, and they, that's why they got so hung up in this last meeting about the language, this one word in their language, whether how long they were going to keep rates low and what the wording was going to be. They spent more time in that meeting, according to the minutes, about what they were going to say than what they were going to do. And that's very discouraging to me. It shows me that we have a board. A, uh, and remember, the Federal Reserve is not supposed to be affiliated to the U.S. government. It's an entity that's supposed to stand on its own with academics running it. Who've never, some of them haven't been in business before. They've never run an organization. And so we've got this kind of talking that goes on. Now, last time we had this was a long, long time ago, and it was disruptive. It's very disruptive. I liked it better when the Federal Reserve was quiet and they didn't say anything, and everybody used to huddle around and wait to see what the you know, and they would come out with surprise moves of raising or lowering interest rates. That keeps markets a little more normal. But you know, my opinion is that there shouldn't be a Federal Reserve, but that's that's a different conversation. But the fact of the matter is, is that you've got this small select group of people and one person controlling the destiny of people's income, growth potential, and spending power. And it's very disruptive what they've done in this environment by controlling the rates, number one, and number two, by bailing out companies that should not have been bailed out. That was a, a given to me that there was going to be more turmoil, and we are still today feeling the repercussions of these two policies of bailing out companies that have failed and to control interest rates and hurt the public who need the money and interest to live on. And it has dislocated most markets globally. And that's a problem with interest rates from real estate, mortgages, LIBOR rates, and uh, other rates on credit cards and credit lending. There's this whole shadow banking lending system away from banks where there's private people lending money to people at higher rates. The banks are hoarding money because the Federal Reserve is telling them to do that. They're pumping it into the stock market. These policies are very dangerous. They look good. 
you have the leader of our country saying, hey, I must be doing a great job. The stock market's up. And I say to people that I speak to, take the stock market out of the picture of the, the United States and global economies. Tell me what's doing good. Low inflation, or I, I consider it deflation. You have low GDP. You have low housing. Ownership of housing has dropped back to the 1990s levels. You have more people who have given up looking for jobs than back to the 1970s, the, you know, that part of the population that's given up and not looking. They're living with their parents. They're living with their children. Tell me what's working. I mean, the welfare benefits have swelled dramatically. I live in Connecticut, Fairfield County. There are children that don't have enough food to eat every day. There are people that don't have places to sleep. Our veterans across this country are sleeping in parks. There's a problem here. Take the stock market out of it. So what happens? We have a cycle where everything looks good. We get the euphoria, and then we start getting the signals that things aren't good. Gold dropping down $600. Crude oil dropping down 50%. These are signs that there are cracks in whatever this buildup of how great we are. And that's what makes it dangerous. And this is history repeating itself. Couldn't agree more, Dan. And if you're trying to make your way right now with your investments, if you'd like to have a critical conversation with somebody that's helping you manage your money, then I'd like to give you some information that will help. I've got a Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide called Investing with the Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. Take this to your current advisor, whoever's helping you. Ask them questions about it. See if you can't put a little defensive in your portfolio. And last thing I'm going to give you, or another thing I'm going to give you, is the Davis Financial Advisors White Paper called 2015's A New Year. Uncover 17 Hidden Risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. And lastly, we're going to give you a copy of Dan's Schaefer Market Report, his latest up-to-the-minute thoughts and ideas on what's going on right now in the markets and indexes and different commodities, etc. All of it yours if you call us at 800-682-2806. I'll be back in a little over four minutes to talk more with Dan. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. Wealth is relative. To some, it's a multi-million dollar investment portfolio. To others, it's a secure retirement plan. And to some, it's simply being healthy with enough income to cover your monthly bills. Wealth is defined by you, and the potential for it to be impacted has never been greater. Is your identity secure? What if somebody got a hold of your bank account and took just a little each month, barely enough to notice, until it was too late, and when you did notice, you were in trouble? We all know that feeling of significant financial concern, the stress, the sleepless nights, discussions with a spouse, <laughs> arguments even. These things can be prevented, but you have to take action, and that's why Davis Financial Advisors are ready to provide you the critical information to help you prevent risk to your wealth, however you define it. Don't let the lack of action on your part create a challenge to your financial future. Call now to get the white papers on wealth risks. 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806. Or online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio. Talking about your money, your investments, all things financial, of course. All things uncommon. As always, and if you're along with me, we're um, we're having a chat with Dan Schaefer, and we're discussing the markets. And really, the the reason I'm doing the show is I want to I want to talk about the markets being at all time highs and playing a little defense with your portfolio. 
You know, you buy insurance before you need it so that if something happens, you're not catastrophically wiped out. In the same way, when you're managing your money, you need to have a defensive posture. When the market's at all-time highs, you know, you got to protect your backside. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking and one of the reasons why I'd encourage you to phone me. Right now, I'm going to give you three things. If you call 800-682-2806, I've got an investor's guide called Investing with a Net. Imagine a circus performer, a trapeze, you know. Um, you want to have a net in case you just you just miss. You want to have something that catches you. So it's 10 defensive strategies to help protect your retirement assets from a potential market crash. I'm also going to give you a white paper called 2015's A New Year and cover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. And lastly, um, Dan's valuable Schaefer Market Report, his up-to-the-minute thoughts, ideas, um, theories on indexes, markets, commodities, futures, etc. All of that is yours if you call us at 800-682-2806. All right, Dan, so um, you heard me saying that I wanted to do this show because I really want to discuss kind of investing with the net. And, and, and if I'm candid, you, you know, you paint a, um, a picture that isn't optimistic. And I want to be candid that you're not alone. Harry Dent said the same things. Faber, Rogers, Maloney, Stockman, you know, all of these guys are kind of in the same vein. So the, the, the real question is, you know, speaking to somebody out there that's listening to us, you know, what can an individual investor do to help protect themselves? I mean, do you like, for example, the diversification model of some of the endowment funds? You, know, you suggest somebody sitting on cash. I mean, what, 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 do you, what would you suggest? Well, there are many things that can be done here, and this is a time to become very defensive. In fact, some of the Wall Street firms have changed some of their positions about how much cash people should be holding. Some of them have raised it to 25%. And just overnight, uh, waking up this morning, we had the uh, Bank of Japan, China, excuse me, China, the People's Bank of China, just cut their benchmark interest rate by 25 basis points to 5.35%. So you know, rates are, are definitely coming down. So what do you do? Uh, in this kind of environment, this is the time to really be diversified. And Sean, I've had people where I talk to them, they go, well, I'm diversified. I say, well, tell me what you have. And they tell me they have U.S. big blue chip stocks, they have emerging markets, they have sector stocks and energy, they have uh, um, uh, biotech stocks, or they'll have uh, uh, in, um, the SOX index, you know, where they're, where they're invested in the technology sectors. And I'm saying, and, and then they say they have small cap, mid cap, large cap. I said, wait a minute, you're not diversified. You're in stocks. That's 100% stocks. Diversification, like you just mentioned with the endowment funds and these major institutions, they know what diversification is. And that is to get into all different types of asset classes to follow the cycles. So we have not only the stock markets in, around the world, but there are certain income-producing assets, investment assets, hard assets like real estate and dividend-producing assets or, or, or yield-returning assets that you don't get in the stock market that can do very well over time. So, you know, we you know it's, it's asset- fu- hold on, Dan. It's funny yeah. that you mentioned that because just this last week, I don't know if you caught it, it was in, uh, it was in the Wall Street Journal. They were talking about uh, advisors in our industry adding – for example, real assets, and specifically we're talking about real estate to a portfolio, and the idea behind it was adding a non-correlated asset like that actually helps to reduce risk and potentially enhance returns because it isn't going to move in lockstep. So we are seeing more of that information coming out for those that are paying attention that, that echoes exactly what you're saying. Yes, and this study has been done for years going over 10, 20, 30-year periods that a blended portfolio of asset classes, 
commodities, currencies, equities, bonds, real estate. A blended portfolio can actually yield you potentially better returns and much, much lower volatility. And that's the key, Sean. The volatility is what's going to hurt people. And because the stock market moves so quickly, that volatility is there. And you know, just like it works, when you need your money, that's when it's going to be at its worst. And when you need to take it out of the stock market. So this diversification key is what I focus on, is what the major people are focusing on that are long-term investors looking for cycles. There's a lot of opportunity right now, especially with deflation coming into play. I wrote in my book years ago, deflation is good because when you have cash, you'll be able to buy these assets that other people are being forced to sell and liquidate. And that's what you're seeing in the energy markets. You're seeing it in the metals markets with gold and silver at really historical lows. There are going to be other opportunities. The stock market is not the only game in town. It's the only thing we hear about on the news every night. I mean, probably everybody in America can tell you what the Dow Jones and the S&P did, but they can't tell you how the real estate market's been doing. They can't tell you how the lumber market's been doing. They, they can't tell you about how the oil market is really being perceived around the world. So there are so many other alternatives, and that's what I suggest, and, and especially – especially if you've taken this ride and you got lucky and you wrote it out, this is a time to take some of those profits and diversify them into other areas that haven't been doing so well, that have, been, have looked not so good, because those will cycle and come back again. And those are examples that I use, uh, that I put in the Schaefer Market Report, because I'm looking for some of these cycles to start to take play once we reach the bottom. And you know what? We'll, we're going to be early. Your investors are going to be early. You're never going to catch the bottom, and you're never going to catch the top. The goal is to make a profit on the cycles, and that's what I recommend to the listeners. Hey, Dan, on your latest uh, market report, I noticed it's, um, y- you know, it's jam-packed. I want to say it was close to 20 pages of information. So, you know, we're giving that out. Describe to uh, to the people that are listening what, what kind of information is in there. I mean, you got great graphs, all kinds of colors. It, it, it's it's a lot of good information. Um, is it easy to read? Is it technical? And, and why do you produce that? Those are good questions. First of all, I produce it because I, people are constantly, well, we're constantly calling and asking me what my opinions were on many multiple markets. So I said, all right, I'm just going to put this out once a week and show people what I'm looking at. So it has, I have in there charts on everything I discuss. So it's graphic. So for people who don't like to read, because I don't enjoy reading, I like to see the picture. And I put the charts up there. I draw lines. I, I explain what's in the graph, and I take a longer term. I'm not looking day to day. They're mostly weekly or monthly charts. What are the trends? Where are the support and resistance levels? So I, have, I, use, I put in there the stock indexes, of course, but I also have the metals. I have energy. I have currencies. And then I have some other things like we talked about, which was the, uh, bulk, the Baltic Dry Bulk Index. I have the Federal Reserve's chart of the velocity of money. I ha- and I describe what's going on. And, I'll, and by the way, I'll be increasing this because I'm getting requests to put more things in this report. So I'll be adding more pages. But basically, it gives you a one-week overhaul of what's been happening and what is the trend. But the most important part of this report is that in the futures markets, there are three players. There's the uh, commercials or the hedgers. 
the large speculators and the small speculators. And I watch that report that comes out every Friday afternoon at 3.30 New York time uh, by the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. They tell us who's on what side of the market, and that gives me the indication if the commercials or the hedgers, the people in the business of either the equity markets or the, or the commodity markets or the gold markets, it, what are they doing? How are they positioned? That's what's charted on this, and I have not seen this maybe in a few publications globally. And that's the trigger that shows me who's on what side of the market. Because when crude oil was at $100, we had the highest net short position by the hedgers or the commercials or the companies that are in the business of using or producing oil that were shorting the market, and they were signaling the market was going to collapse. And I put that in the report, and that's exactly what we got. We had the same thing in gold. Yes. Hey, I'm a huge advocate of having people get a second opinion. Um, My thought is that successful people understand the wisdom of surrounding themselves with people that have a different viewpoint or a different perspective. And so there's no there's no limit on how many advisors you can have. I mean, is this something that you could – I mean, I, I know my stuff is something that people could take to an advisor to have a critical conversation if they're nervous. Is the, is the Schaefer Market Report something that people could receive and talk with their current advisor about the state of the markets with? And hopefully – you know, that advisor knows what's going on to the degree that you do, because you'd want that if someone's managed your money. So could somebody use it in that regard to get a second opinion? Listen, they could take it to whoever they want. I, 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 it's so funny you say that. I actually got a call this week from a major top four firm in the country. Somebody took my report to this advisor. The advisor called me and he said, can you explain to me what's on this report? I don't quite understand what you're doing. And I'm telling you that some people will get it and some people won't, but it definitely is an eye-opener. If you take this report to your advisor and you say, you see what this guy's writing? Where are we positioned similar to what he's talking about? And a lot of them will be scratching their heads. Uh, you know, that's my opinion. That's what happened in, in this past week, and it happens a lot. You know, I, I have my opinions of what's going on, and, the, and as you mentioned, I'm in the media. I'm a regular guest contributor on the Fox Business Network, and I told them, I said, the worst thing is to have somebody come on the air and say something as an opinion and not back it up. I back up my opinion. This is why I say what I say. I don't just say it because it's I think I say it, what I believe. It's why I believe it. And that's why I put this report together, and it's been very well received. And, yes, it has been taken by many people to their advisors where it has changed the course of how they invest their money. Hey, Dan, and we're going to give it out to anybody that wants it that calls 800-682-2806. But before I outline that, I'd just like to say thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Um, I really appreciate your thoughts, your ideas, your feedback. Um, obviously, we want to have you back on um, sooner rather than later, but I appreciate your uh, commentary and I appreciate the research that you've done for the Shaper Market Report. So if you're listening right now, trying to make your way with your investments, would like to get a second opinion, um, then I'd like you to call us at 800 682 2806. I'm going to give you Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide. It's called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. I'm also going to give you a white paper called 2015 is a New Year. Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. And lastly, I'm going to give you a copy of that report that Dan talked about, his Schaefer Market Report, his up-to-the-minute current thoughts, ideas, um, 
theories about what's going on in the markets, and all of it is for you if you call us at 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Helps us to kind of get a snapshot of what you're doing right now. And by the way, we've got a ton of information on our website, www.davisfinancialadvisors.com. We've got many white papers there as well. But all you got to do is call 800-682-2806. I'll be back right after the break. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. If you have wealth, you know how hard it is to accumulate. You've also most likely seen examples of how easy it is to lose. Wealth requires care, diligence, and protection. If you're a wealthy investor with at least 500000 or more in investable assets, we think it would be prudent and reasonable to get a second opinion on your current investment planning. Sean and his team at Davis Financial Advisors are ready, willing, and able to give you a second opinion through their lens of uncommon resources. Successful people understand the wisdom of surrounding themselves with advisors that have different viewpoints and perspectives. Getting a second Second opinion reduces the chance or likelihood of being blindsided by a wealth risk that you didn't see coming. Did you know that you could be limited by your advisor's limitations? Here's what I know. Most successful people, wealthy investors, don't like to be limited. Is your advisor limiting your investment options? Call Sean and his team right now at 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio. Talking about your money. Talking about your investments. All things financial, of course. All things uncommon, as always. And um, if you're just joining us, we've had a discussion today on a couple different things. Number one, playing defense with your portfolio a little bit. In other words, with the market at all-time highs... Dan Schaefer talked about uh, the market climbs a wall of worry. In other words, the higher it gets, the more people fret about what it's going to do. And if that's you right now, then I would encourage you to get educated. Remember, it's your money. You're paying for the lessons. You might as well get educated. And I've got three things I'll give you if you phone us. 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number. If you're frugal, 800-682-2806. I've got a Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide. It's called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Market Crash. I'm also going to give you another one called uh, White Paper, called 2015's A New Year, and cover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your portfolio. And then lastly, I'll give you a copy of Dan's Schaefer Market Report. Um, all you got to do is phone us at 800-682-2806. By the way, side note here. Great information, we believe, on our website, www.davisfinancialadvisors.com. Um, I've got uh, podcasts of our show. We've got the white papers that are there. There's a registration page where you can uh, register to get some of our prior materials. might help you find um, some different strategies, different ideas, help you find your way a bit. So all of that's available at www.davisfinancialadvisors.com. So before the interview with Dan, I was talking about kind of playing defense with your money. The market's at all time highs. Let me be as candid as possible right now. You and me, I want to tell you that I'm concerned that there's a lot of you that may be listening that have forgotten that the stock market doesn't always go up forever. There's this thinking that when it runs on like it has for the last five or six years, this time's different, Sean. It's different this time. It persists most of the time when a bull market's gotten to the age of four, five, or six. By the way, do you know how old this one is? How old is this market? It'll be six years old, a bull market of six years on March 9th. So a couple of weeks, 
It'll be a six-year run. So you might be thinking, what's so urgent about being defensive? My stock portfolio is doing great. Some of you are up maybe 20%, 30% from where you were a year, year and a half ago. And you might be thinking, I'm on a roll here, Sean. Everything's fine. Let me say this as plainly as possible. That's precisely the reason why you should be concerned about having a defensive strategy. There's one surefire to make money on anything. Buy low, sell high. One big way to make lose money on something. <laughs> Don't sell high and wait to sell it low. And so in that vein, I want to give you some ideas on how you can play defense. So I talked about taking some money off the table. We talked about some stop losses. Um, I want to talk about reverse dollar cost averaging. I mean, if you want to take some money off the table, should you do it all at once? Well, the concept of dollar cost averaging is dollar cost averaging is simply a practice that involves putting a set amount of money into an investment each and every month or at specific intervals. Maybe it's monthly, maybe it's quarterly. But you're going to, regardless of what the market's doing, put money in at regular set intervals and you're going to put the same amount in. And the idea behind it is as the market jumps around on you, maybe it's up one month, maybe it's down the next month. But if you're buying into a market that even is a volatile to the downside market, every single purchase that you're making, you're actually reducing your overall cost to buy those if the market's falling. If it's rising, you're actually getting a, a mitigated value as well and that you're not paying too much at a high point for all of your all of your positions. So the concept of doing it in reverse is just the opposite. If you wanted to take some money off the table because you are yourself, yeah, I'm talking to you, climbing that wall of worry with a market at all-time highs, then you can do a reverse dollar cost average strategy. You could sit down with somebody and math out a plan to take a thousand bucks a month off the table, or two thousand, or ten thousand, or whatever it is. But be consistent about reducing some of your exposure. So that's reversed dollar cost averaging. That's one of the strategies in our latest investors guide. All right, moving on. Strategy number six. You won't hear me talk about these very often, but actually, I'm actually, I'm actually. How many times can I say actually? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually working on a show, a full show, on discussion or subject of annuities, you know, because I have a lot of people that have questions about those things. So strategy number six, consider buying. If you're worried about the market, consider buying a potentially an index annuity. I was told by my father when I was young, never, ever talk about politics or religion in a room full of strangers. According to him, these were subjects that had the potential to light a powder keg of passion and presumably get you into a lot of trouble, even if you weren't looking for trouble. I think he forgot to mention a third subject to avoid, annuities. Annuities seem to strike a chord with people. Some people love them. Some people hate them. So Say what you will about them. They're one of the investments that gets people talking. And if you do a Google search on annuities... I don't know if that came out right. A Google search on annuities. You'll likely see 5,000 pages of results telling you to stay away and maybe 500 pages of, of results telling you that they might be perfect for you. As a rule, I don't love annuities, right? And I don't hate them. Uh, they're a tool within a larger toolbox of resources. I do think that they're oversold. In other words, I found that a lot of people that own them probably should have been informed that there were other investments available outside of the annuity realm that might have helped them accomplish what they were seeking to do. This might have something to do with the fact that annuities are some of the highest commission investment products out there in the insurance world. This can sometimes create a conflict of interest, if you know what I mean. So let's start with the basics. What is an annuity? Annuities come in two different types, fixed or variable. With a fixed annuity, the insurance company guarantees both the rate of return and the payout. As its name implies, 
A variable annuity's rate of return is not stable, but varies with the performance of the stock, bond, or money market investments options you choose. There is no guarantee that you'll earn any return on your investment, and there is risk that you could lose money. So there's fixed annuities and variable. So what's an indexed annuity? EIs, or equity indexed annuities, are a complex financial instrument that have characteristics of both fixed and variable annuities. Their return varies more than a fixed annuity, but not as much as a variable annuity. So EIs, equity index annuities, give you more risk, but more potential return than a fixed annuity, but less risk and less potential return than a variable annuity. Stated simply, they're generally looking and act like a fixed annuity, even though they're linked to a broader market index. Um, I liken them to this. If you've ever paid, played the game of um, blackjack, you know, a normal game, let's say you place a $10 wager. Uh, in a normal game, if you lose, you, that $10 goes away. Um, and if you win, you get a multiple of that. You get another 10 so you double your money. So imagine a game of, um, for example, blackjack, where if you lost, no money came off the table, but if you won, instead of winning 10 bucks, you only won 2 bucks or 3 bucks. I mean, that's kind of the concept of an equity index annuity. It gives you some of the up but often none of the down, if you can imagine that. And there's a complex way they do it. But check them out. Do a search. Talk to somebody. Equity index annuities. They can help if you're worried about where the market's at right now. Um, we've used them on a limited basis for people that are exactly in that position. They want to do something to take advantage of the market right now. Maybe they would like some of the limited up but they don't want any of the down. And that's where these things come into play, and they're a perfect fit. So having said that, I'm going to come back to a few more. If this is at all making sense to you, I've got more of these uh, strategies to talk about in a moment, but I'd encourage you to give our uh, latest investor's guide. It's called Investing with the Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Stock Market Crash. I'm also going to give you our latest white paper called 2015 is a New Year, Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. And I'm also going to give you a copy of Dan's Schaefer Market Report, his up-to-the-minute ideas, thoughts, and ideas on um, – or strategies on what's going on right now in the equities market, uh, commodities markets, futures markets, etc. All of it yours if you phone us. Toll-free at this number, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Helps us get a snapshot of what you're doing right now. And then we'll send this information out to you today via regular mail or email, whichever you prefer. All you got to do is phone us at 800-682-2806. I'm going to get to the last of the strategies when I return. My name's Sean Davis. This is Uncommon Investments and Resources. Talking about risk to your wealth can be a really uncomfortable conversation. Who wants to think about that? It's a negative concept from the beginning. And after you've worked so hard to get there, why worry about something happening to it? Well, because... Something can happen to it. Do you know what the tax ramifications are and what inflation can do to your nest egg over time? Do you? It's a very serious concern with the uncertainty of the economy. How about your health? When, and most likely it will be when, not if, when might you have a health scare enough to threaten your nest egg? You need answers and preparation to these questions and more, and you'll find them in the white papers from today's show. It's important to have yourself protected all around. Be prepared. Take the appropriate steps to be sure you're protected in the event of the unforeseen. Call Davis Financial Advisors now to get your copy of Wealth Risks at 1-800-682-2806. Again, 1-800-682-2806 or online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on. 
your radio. Talking about your money, talking about your investments, all things financial, of course, all things uncommon, as always. And you caught me talking about the um, playing defense, talking about the markets, having an interview with Dan Schaefer. Markets at all-time highs. You may be worried about your money. And here's what I would suggest that you do, if you are. You need to get educated. It's your money. You're paying for the lessons. You might as well get educated. And there's a couple different ways you can do that. First and foremost, you can call us at 800-682-2806. We're going to give you three things. I'm going to give you Dan Schaefer, Schaefer Market Report. I'm going to give you a white paper called 2015's A New Year and cover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. I'm also going to give you Davis Financial Advisors Investor's Guide called Investing with a Net 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Stock Market Crash. All three of those are yours if you simply call 800-682-2806. Now, beyond that, here's another recommendation. Visit us on the web, www.davisfinancialadvisors.com. I've got prior podcasted shows there. I've also got prior um, white papers that I've written there. And great resource for you if you'd like to uh, noodle around a bit and figure out if there's anything else in there that might be enlightening or beneficial to you. And lastly, here's another thing I'd recommend. Sit down with somebody. Get a second opinion. Advisors are not created equal. And successful people understand the wisdom of surrounding themselves with somebody that has a different viewpoint. Certainly, you can hear that we're different. And we'd like to explain how we're different and why we're different. And uh, we'd like to give you an opportunity to get a second opinion. And all of that can be done once more for a simple price of phone call, 800-682-2806. All right. So moving on with the discussion, we talked about, you know, being nervous. Dan Schaefer talked about the market climbs a wall of worry. That may be you. You may be worried. You might be nervous. You, You might love it. I mean, in fact... If you've been in the market, people with money that have been in the market, you know, they're feeling real good because for six years it's run up. But it doesn't always go that way. It doesn't last forever. And it's, it's important to, um, to figure out what else is out there. And it's also important to diversify, which is strategy number seven of our list here. Diversify. Don't have all your eggs in one basket. Well, I say don't have all your baskets in the same truck either. You can have different baskets. Don't put them all in the same truck. (laughs) I don't think it's as easy to get investment diversification in a stock market-only portfolio. Let me say that again. I don't think it's easy to get true investment diversification in a stock market-only portfolio. Why? Why do you say that, Sean? Why would you say that? Well, because too much of the traditional equities market is positively correlated. In other words, the stock market tends to move with the stock market. Think about it for a second. Did all of your investments in the market fall back in 2008, 2009 when the stock market fell? Have they all pretty much come back up with the rest of the market since then? And if they all pretty much went down with the market and they all pretty much came back up with the rest of the market, how, how, tell me, how is that diversification? The concept of diversification is that the investments don't move together. Using the all your eggs in one basket analogy, the concept is that if you drop the basket, all your eggs don't break. From a financial perspective, if all your eggs are in the stock market basket and it falls again, how will that affect your ability to stay retired? To retire when you thought you were going to retire? See, I've had those conversations with folks before. Going back to 2000, 2001, I was in the business. 
Thought I had my clients diversified, small cap, mid cap, large cap, value, growth, international, sector specific, telecommunications, pharmaceutical, biomed, all kinds of different things. Looked great on their statement. 45, 50 different choices. Looked awesome. Nice little pie chart at the top. You probably have one of those. Little pie chart at the top makes you feel like you're diversified. The problem is when the stock market chooses to have a bad month, a bad quarter, a bad year, don't doesn't everything in that market basket, doesn't it all fall? That was my experience. What was yours? 2008, 2009, what was your experience? Did it all fall? And if it did, how how is that diversification? So let me use a common object as a visual. Most chairs, you know, think about a chair in your house. Most chairs are very strong because they have four legs. Their function is to hold weight without falling over. Chairs have had the same design for centuries because the design works. Sure, the chair can fall over, but overall it's pretty stable. We can use this common item as a basic visual tool for investing. Of course, investment strategies are more complicated than a chair, but this allows us to provide a tangible object as an example, something for you to picture in your mind. Imagine a chair. Imagine a chair where the legs of the chair represent different investment options. But there's one rule for this illustration. No two legs of the chair can move in the same direction under the same stimulus. It's it's diversified. The sturdiest chair would be one with 8, 10, 12, or even 15 completely different legs. Each leg represents a different strength, a different position or structure, a different way that the investment might be weak from the other ones, a different way it could be strong from the other ones as well. If your chair included 15 completely different legs, that would mean that each leg would represent a little over 6.5% of the total. Surely, surely, no, I'm not talking about a surely, a person, surely such a chair would be sturdier than one with only three legs. Diversification can be like that chair by dispersing investments into a broader array of options, thereby minimizing the positive correlation between them. Correlation is the key. you got to pay attention to correlation. If you Forget that. Pay attention to correlation. Co-movement. Are they likely to move together? If positive correlation is reduced, or in other words, if the, if the investments are less likely to move together, that is a potentially better diversification model. Creating multiples of this dynamic, multiple legs, widens the base of your overall investment portfolio. How many legs does your financial chair have now? Is it one big one? Is it the stock market? Maybe it's cash. Maybe it's real estate. Maybe you've got a three-leg chair. I would argue 15-leg chair, it's a little stronger. It's not that you can't lose a leg. It's, it's just that if you lose a leg, you don't fall over. Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense to you. Strategy number nine, get a second opinion because not all financial advisors have the same resources. We don't. We may be licensed the same, but a lot of the resources of your advisor has to do with who they're working with, what their big firm is, you know, who they have standing behind them. You know, I used to work with a big insurance company, and I had a much more limited toolbox of investment options to help my clients than I do today. It's not that they can't help you, and it's not that some of those things aren't appropriate. I'm just trying to say that if you're if you're if you're going to uh, shop for a car and you go to one brand manufacturer. That's a little different than going to the auto mall, right? More diversification, more choices. That's my point. You got to get a second opinion. It's too important not to. It's your money. You're paying for the lessons. You might be limited because of your advisor's limitations. You never know. 
Strategy number 10, you got to ask questions, especially at market highs. You can, you can be like the frog on the, in the pot, the water's warming, on the stove, and you have no idea what's going on. You could be like that, and the only way that you're going to really know is to ask questions. Specifically, if you're working with an advisor now, ask your advisor some of the following questions. You might find these thought-provoking. I, I wrote them. I think they're interesting. I think that they're strategic. I think, I think... They're in questions that you would want your advisor to have answers to. Are you comfortable with our current investment strategy, given all the recent volatility in the markets? This is what you'd say to your advisor. Are you comfortable with our strategy, given all the volatility? If so, why? What makes you comfortable? If not, what's your plan? Is our current investment strategy dependent on the stock market good? In other words, do we only make money if the market is up? What happens to my investments if there is a significant fall in the stock market again? How are you, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor, planning to address this risk if the market does fall again? Everyone's talking about the recent market volatility being kind of emotional reaction to current news. So if the markets react to emotion, what's your plan for future emotion that will come as things change? How is our plan affected by bad news in the future? How many of my investments move together? In other words, if there is a market fall, do all of my investments move together? Mr. or Mrs. Advisor, did my investments move together when everything fell back in 2008, 2009? Did they all come back up in the last few years with the rest of the market? If they all pretty much went down together and all came back up together, how is that diversification? What's your plan to address inflation risk? Do you have any investments that don't move with the stock market? That might tell you how limited or expansive their options are. Do you have any investments that don't move with the market? Do you represent any investments tied to real assets as opposed to paper assets? Mr. or Mrs. Advisor, did you suggest to your clients that they get out of the stock market when it was an all-time high back in 2008? Did you suggest they get out when it was at a high? When it fell 50% over the next six months between October 2008 and March of 2009, did you suggest to your clients to get out then? In other words, did that prompt you to want to get out? And if you didn't suggest to your clients to get out at an all-time high and didn't suggest at an all-time low, what qualifies as a reason to get out ever? These are questions you should have answers to. All of these questions are in my latest investor's guide, and that's why you should call 800-682-2806. I'm just trying to help you get more informed. And if you call 800-682-2806, I'm going to give you a white paper as well called 2015 is a New Year. Uncover 17 hidden risks that may be lurking in your investment portfolio. I'm also going to give you Dan's Schaefer Market Report. Over 60 pages of information. For you. And all of this is available too on our web, www.davisfinancialadvisors.com. Rest assured, I'll be back here, same time, same place, next week to talk more about your money. This has been Uncommon Investments and Resources with Sean Davis. Have a great week. Different types of investing involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value, or liquidity. There can be no assurance that any investment strategy will be profitable. The show is now over, but this is the critical question that only you can answer. Was it informative and helpful? Sean and his team feel that financial advisors should bring you knowledge, information, and resources that you cannot easily come by on your own. Otherwise, what is the point of a financial advisor? If you can do what they do, you probably don't need one. There are two ways to make the information you heard here today more valuable to you. First, call or go online to receive the white paper Sean offered. Having a tangible copy of the information will allow you to take notes and review. Second, take the advantage of the opportunity to sit down with an advisor one-on-one. Retirement planning is complex and individual. It requires the knowledge of professionals. 
If you requested information, Kaylee or Stephanie will call you personally to schedule your no-obligation private meeting with Sean or one of his advisors. Call 800-682-2806. That's 800-682-2806. Online at davisfinancialadvisors.com.